I'm recording, by the way. I don't know if y'all are. Yeah. Yeah, like, because... Because the... Like, just the way that... Corporations have, like, seen tech and, like, the connectedness of, like, this is the Mm -hmm. future of the economy. We have to find ways to get this decentralized system to make us money. And every choice that they make to make that happen just makes the internet worse. Makes it worse. (laughs) You see that with NFTs, where it's like you're taking a system, like, digital items were never meant to be, like, like finite that's the whole point <laughs> is that you can really so, share I, and copy information to other people and they're trying to say no that's you know there's a value on that jpeg and we're going to store it in a spreadsheet and it's going to cost uh the 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 electricity of a small european city to make that happen every I, time you guys at like man so I mean, we're all three of us are people that like physical objects, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we we like them, and we, to varying degrees, have the collector impulse. Susan, mm-hmm. you you and plushes and pins and things mm-hmm. like that. Dave, with like handheld consoles, you you like to tinker, and I like to live in my little weird bonsai garden of art. Like, mm-hmm. where it's bonsai, like bonsai to- garden of anime figurines, and right. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted the perfect sale of Uranus. But, like, like, I get the collector's impulse. Whatever fuels it, whether it's, like, nostalgia, whether it's, like, misplaced emotional fulfillment or just joy, I get it. I don't see how anyone, like, the psychology of the NFT is beyond me. Okay, let me explain it to you. Please. Yeah, okay, so I will use a very specific example because it's the most horrifying one. (laughs) So... Cool. (laughs) Yeah. So, so, uh, Roblox, which in case you don't know anything about it, Roblox is not a game. Roblox is a platform. It is a tool with which you can create whatever you want. And given that its audience is largely children, although now now Roblox is aggressively pushing to get older people involved in it, yay, uh, they make games, by and large. And there is a currency called Robux, of course. And so you can make things within the platform and then sell them. So, for example, if you can't be arsed to figure out how to make an outfit for your avatar or items to uh, put in your game, you can buy them from someone who does know how to do that with Robux. And that's fine. Here's the problem. Now, companies like... Gucci mm-hmm. are having activations inside Roblox and having items that will literally be one of a kind mm-hmm. that are only available for a couple hours one day and you can literally be the entire person the only one, only person out of millions sure. of users who has this in-game item we all know the urge to have the cool thing in the game. And now you can get it for just a couple Robux. Isn't that (laughs) wonderful? Of course, you need a source of Robux. So you're going to work inside the system to earn Robux so you can put Robux back into the system. It's company script. And it's aggressively Um, marketed to children. Yes, it is. I'm going to find every single 
black trench coat wearing douchebag in 1995 when I finished my time machine that thinks Snowpiercers, uh, not Snowpiercer, the <laughs> Snow, Snow Crash, Crash is awesome and yeah. they want to live in Snow Crash and I'm going to break their fucking kneecaps. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> these are all cautionary <laughs> tales <laughs> when the authors wrote them. We were warned! But yeah. like, even that though, I don't get that. I don't, I don't, I just am not the type of person that I can't get my head around the pleasure of having well, something that is distinct or unique think, in a digital space. Like, even when I play Animal Crossing, I don't mm, try to get, like, the golden tools and shit. I think I don't that there is something... Because, like I, I, like, I play Final Fantasy XIV, and there was a limited-time event for, like, a cro- mm-hmm. Final Fantasy XV crossover that they did a couple years ago that I missed out on. Uh, that they brought it back, and they're like, "Okay, if you do this, you'll get the car, the regalia, as a mount." Oh, fun! Yeah, and it right. like when you because you all of your mounts also fly, so it transforms into the, like the flying car. It's very cool. Uh, so I got it, and it's like, "Yay, that's great!" I, I was part of this limited time event, uh, but it was free. Like I just went in, I did the event, I got it. That's fine. The the problem is taking that and turning it into an asset like a like an asset mm-hmm. with a value that fluctuates up and down no yeah. it's also what what really really angers me about the whole roblox ecosystem is it's teaching children to work for this before they have a solid concept of money yeah sure yeah. Or so I was yeah. like, oh, well, yeah. this is 25 Robux, and, and I have 30, so I can afford it. Yeah, okay. That might be 25 times more expensive than the than most things you want. Do you want it that much? Is it worth that much? Do you know what you're going to have to do to get those 25 yeah. Robux back? And it will ask mom. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And dangerous. Not, dangerous. Not And not just, like, the value of money, but their own value of labor Mm -hmm. like their their own like intrinsic value of their their work because because yeah like the all of the ads are like oh you can you can make stuff in roblox and you can Mm -hmm. sell it to other people but like the part that they don't tell you and it's like everything else like twitch and youtube where like Mm -hmm. like one percent of the people who make something actually make money and everyone else is just like and then there's the bit where it's like you have to make a certain amount of robux before you can cash out of the system so most people just spend it back it's yeah, like my son does not under quite understand why we won't let him play it. Like it, like we let him play Minecraft, and they do. Like there are people who make stuff for Minecraft and sell it, sure. but it's never yeah, like it's, it's not. It's different. Like like they're not aggressively marketing it to kids, going like you can make stuff for Minecraft and then make money in ro- in Minecraft. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. something that they, Roblox aggressively yeah. says you can get you can make this into a career. Yeah. To yeah. kids, you yeah. Can, there are de- yeah, there are development teams who make Roblox games, and that is true. They are not lying about that. But you're absolutely right; it's the one percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yes, you can cash out your your Robux at, for real world money, but there's so much pressure to keep it in that ecosystem that it, like, why is a kid going to do that? Like, why? So it's gross, and I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, this is the future. Is, are we going to do it right now? Are we gonna... 16 tons. What do you get? Another it's, day. It's just, it's... Also, 
Does anybody have a YouTube channel yet called Daddy Robux? Because... Oh, they have to. They has to exist. Yeah. It's sitting right there. It's, or we're about to found it and get fucking rich. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get fucking rich. It, no. <laughs> it's just... The thing that really gets me about all of it, like, like you can put as many fancy tech words and stuff and NFTs or, like, all... Of, it doesn't matter... If you just look back in the last, like, century or so of, like, labor, it's all the same. Just mm-hmm. the names change. It's just, it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. all yeah. the 100%. same. Like, I watched a movie that was made in uh, uh, a couple years ago called The Organizer. It's an Italian movie made in the 1960s that was about the early, or the, the late 1800s, a bunch of... Uh, textile workers in Italy who were trying to organize so they could no lo- they could they could work 13 hour days instead of 14 hour days Jesus because okay. yeah they wanted 1 hour off of their schedule because they were passing out at work and one guy lost his arm in a in a thing so uh, it's kind of like it's kind of funny like it's it's like a dark comedy in a way just because of like the ask that they're literally asking mm-hmm. for like an hour to go and like they go on strike and all this and they're like passing a hat around to like get money so they can pay for the the guys like hot like medical bills i'm just like this is just go fund me this is just yeah. it's the mm-hmm. same mm-hmm. the same shit yes that's just go fund me the nft thing the underlying psychology like susan that entire portrait of like the roblox ecosystem of course that makes sense but underneath it is the driving human idea it's like Mm. i can hold on to this i'm not going to die death isn't real yeah it's it's a digital thing and it's permanent and it's mine and therefore i am immortal No, no 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 it's the I am just slightly better than yes. everybody else. I'm That's slight, what it really is. Slightly more secure. I'm slightly better. And ergo, uh, that's it. I can't be hurt. That's the human but condition. They're going to start taxing we, them now. So. so Are they really? Yeah, it's in the infrastructure. Oh, my God. Bill. Yeah. Tight. Do it. <laughs> so. Like, here's the thing. You know when I'm the one out of the three of us saying, this is bad. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's extreme. That's extreme. That's, that's how <laughs> you know it is, like, time to start stocking up on canned goods. <laughs> yeah. I actually, all right, so since this is now part of the show, I will just say I was in a meeting about developing an idea for a client. Ooh. I'll just say a client. And uh, the client wanted concepts of an NFT for their brand. <laughs> and somebody said to me, well, what do you think would be cool? And my response was, an understanding that we're all going to die. <laughs> yeah. It was one of those moments where I had to remember that people in meetings don't know my sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, here's what we're going to do as a trio. You get to hear this in the show now. We're going to do a little three, two, one, bam. I wouldn't lie to you, baby. It's mainly a physical thing. This feeling that I got for you, baby, makes me want to sing I feel for you, I think I love you. I feel for you. I think I love you. Chaka Khan, let me rock you. 
Let me rock you. Chaka Khan. <laughs> Continue podcast episode 104. This is a show about video games. We we just wrapped that little conversation about existential dread up for you, listener. The digital hellscape of the end Isn't of the year. It's a fun show. Fun well, show. We have fun. Pe- yeah, we have to laugh. It's really dumb. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, we're we're here to to uh, stare into the black hole sun with you, everybody. My name's Anthony John Agnello. Uh, we also have uh, Texas's future congresswoman, Susan Arndt. Hey y'all, <laughs> how you doing? Don't forget to stock your freezers with deer meat because the downturn's coming. <laughs> so this is just you know. This is this is just who I am. Ha- okay. Susan. Now yeah, I'm not fast. saying I don't want you to take up hunting. I, I'm not. I'm, I don't yeah. think that that's a good idea. But now I am picturing you developing a Halloween milieu with a hang, hung up deer carcass that's oh draining as part of it, and then you could say to kids, "Be like, we're stocking up for winter." They look <laughs> closer, and then there's just a bucket of candy in the deer carcass. Oh my god! Reach inside. Is that Reach legal? inside that deer because you're going to have to learn how once the downturn happens. Happy Halloween. Get yourself a Snickers. <laughs> it's fun size. Uh, <laughs> Excuse me. Not in this household. No, no, Full never. Size. Never. Thank you. Um, I, I did have to do fun size this year. We did fun oh, size sure, yeah. because they don't make full size uh, of the like fancy Kit Kats. Uh, at the oh, moment. that's true. They don't. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got, I got the pumpkin pie Kit Kats. Nice. They were nice. tight. Nice. Uh, that person who 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 uh, the abyss looks into and then realize it's looking back at it is Staff Roberts, Dave Roberts. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'm doing great. It's fine. <laughs> No, I'm like the slow realization that like just how many people have been saying like buy your Christmas presents now, and I'm just thinking to myself like the analog pocket's not coming out this year. No, it's not coming this year. No, the Steam Deck's anybody? not coming this year. No, no it's not. Just per- gird yourself now. The things that you want are not happening. <laughs> I am actually wondering, because we were talking about this in, in the continued Discord, which uh, you can join if you're a backer, and it's a really great place to hang out. I had it in my head that the play date was coming in November. They oh. said late 2021. I think that they was... Exactly. It. Yeah. They did. Yeah, they did. If you go back and check why that in my head said I mean, that is November, late. I don't know. It is, it is, but I actually, uh, like, I thought there was a date think. assigned to it, and now we're currently wondering, like, is it really gonna come no, out? No, yeah, if, fucking, if, no way. If those things are not on a boat right now, mm. hanging outside the California Pier, I don't think yeah. they're not, they're not yeah. coming this year. I mean, I like, mean, what yeah, was like, the, 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 like, Nintendo announced a line of, like, Luigi's Mansion Lego sets, uh... And they're coming out in like January or February or something, and that's like the kind of thing that you release for Christmas, yeah. so kids can have and put yeah. on their wish list. Like you don't like that's like January is not a Christmas. <laughs> like you're just so, we're gonna move 
Christmas to like January 15th and go, this is when all the toys are now. I, I would recommend you guys just save uh, the Anthony is a pretentious dickhead jokes uh, until I finish this statement. But jokes uh, like six months ago, I pre-ordered the limited edition re-release of Radiohead's Kid A and Amnesia. Oh, Jesus. And, <laughs> you know, it's very I am who I am. I just I'm not going to apologize. It's so on brand. I can't, you know, I you're know. just being your authentic self. I'm, I'm just, fine. I'm just me. And so like, you know, they, when they open pre-orders with vinyl, like either they open pre-orders and then they use that to set the order. And like, you're not getting a record for 18 months, but right. when it's a big label release like this. It's they've manufactured all this shit already. Like it's just, here's how many we have. This is when they're coming. And so the pre-orders were in like July mm. and the, uh, it, it was November 9th. This is when they're coming out. And so it got to last Friday and I get an email from Radiohead. That's like, yeah. So all <laughs> the regular Radiohead. versions are out, but every single one of the limited editions is just in a boat. Oh and, no. And, and they're like, the estimate we got from our shipping partner is that it will dock in Los Angeles in 80 fucking days. Wow. So, yeah. So we're at a point where, like, even to get, uh, like, a record, <laughs> a very simple thing, uh, you need three stout ships, a hot air balloon, and a dirigible <laughs> waiting for you. <laughs> Uh, at least a series of camels to take it across the countryside. At, at least you got like at least they were like super upfront about super yeah, upfront the time. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that's what I want to know. Like if those th like yeah. I don't care. Like I'm a patient person. I just want them to say, hey, this thing that you ordered is on a boat. We hope that it will get here in like a month or two. Like just say that. Yeah, and I, I gotta say. I don't know what happened. Uh, they must have changed their breakfast cereal or something. But Polymega has is a whole new organization because they actually released the console. They're technically out there, and every single day it's like, here's where the next palette is globally. We know exactly oh, wow. what's going on. Like nonstop updates. Like get in touch with us. We'll help you update your firmware. The so. I'd pod people. I don't. I don't, I don't tell you how to do your fucking business analog, but maybe like stop tweeting out animated gifs of Ganbear Goemon Two for Game Boy and tell people what the fuck is happening. Um, gifs that are yeah. probably not even running off on on the platform that they're selling. That's yeah. probably just a gif from an emulator. It's fine. I mean, honestly, for the play date. If you're listening, Playdate, I still love you. <laughs> if you just want to wait and just bundle it with the little radio thing yeah. that it comes with, which I haven't paid for you yet, but we'll gladly throw money at you for, that's fine too. I just, I like it. Maybe it'll be a birthday present for me next year. I don't know. Yeah, that'd, that'd be fine. Just let yeah. us know. Just, just let us know. Just let us know. Yeah. Um, video games. We've actually been playing them. Uh, <laughs> It's it's been a couple of episodes since we talked about video games. The last time we were all together, we were talking about uh, Laurie Strode and her spectacular mm -hmm. array of school marm dresses. Um, that's <laughs> wouldn't isn't that how you would describe her fashion sense? No, throughout the no, first she half wore of that movie? pants throughout that entire. She is a seventies fashion icon. Thank you very much. Sometimes <laughs> I, I, I that's my fault for insulting her cardigan. Um, <laughs> cardigan was Mwah. it's a yeah it's on Sheek. point um we've all been playing video games 
And I want to start with, I guess, what you could call one of the few, like, big releases from mm. a major publisher that wasn't delayed. Although, let me tell you, when you get to the end game, you can see that there was a little bit of an effort to get that one out the door. Uh, we could talk about Disney's, Marvel's, Gynax's, uh, Kraft, Sid Kraft Foods, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, American McGee's. A, a, American McGee's. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a very different game. Yeah, I would actually. Yeah, I would play it. If like if they it. were like American McGee's, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and like there's Rocket Raccoon in like bondage lingerie. Yep. And mm-hmm. Groot has like, he has that horrible, stupid, like ghost face from you know the movie sinister or something where it's just like too long mouth like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 someone's in a plague doctor mask for exactly. no reason 100 percent, 1000 percent. uh so okay guardians of the galaxy uh the the second of the big games made in partnership between marvel and square enix following up the I'm glad they're openly admitting that it was a disaster now, uh, the Avengers. But this game was announced at the exact same time as the Avengers about, I want to say, six years ago now. Uh, Good Lord, was it that long? I know, that's right. Yes. Oh, my goodness. When Marvel announced we're going to be partnering with Square Enix, they said we're going to make an Avengers game and a Guardians of the Galaxy game. And at that point, there was like only the one Guardians of the Galaxy movie out there. Mm wasn't a big thing avengers finally came out and it was a games as a service nightmare disaster Yeah, i will say square enix throwing crystal dynamics under the bus and not like the decision to to make the game (laughs) it's just make it a video game you don't have to make a destiny nothing yeah 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 guys we're now almost a full decade into the process of square enix corporate throwing crystal dynamics yeah 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 they will never stop throwing crystal dynamics under the bus i mean let's let's go back a little little detour before we talk about guardians let's go back to the year 2013 uh back in the olden times before 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 the internet was what it is now Mm -hmm. uh and tomb raider from crystal dynamics Mm -hmm. comes out uh a a game that's broadly accepted to be very good there are divisive mm-hmm. opinions about it, but mm-hmm. uh, it's a very good game. It sold three million copies in its first year, and Square Enix was like disappointing. Yeah, Dis- yeah. disappointing sales. Crystal Dynamics, uh, and it just keeps happening <laughs> for a decade. It's the kind of what thing where you wonder if they're like blaming it for the fact that like Tetsuya Nomura is spending ten years to make Versus Thirteen, so they're like, well, we, this you got you got to. <laughs> You gotta make up for old chain wallet over here. Like, come on, <laughs> old chain wallet, McGee. Uh, so yeah, the Avengers has has been sort of the focus, and everybody just kind of forgot that they announced a Guardians of the Galaxy game, and then the, at E3, here comes the announcement that Idos Montreal, the studio behind the modern Deus Ex games and Thief. Hmm. Uh, and they're making a Guardians of the Galaxy game, and it's coming out within six months. And it it that just happened, which is yeah. Can you can we name anything else during the pandemic where it was like, yeah, we're releasing something later this year, and then it just came out? Uh, very surprising. Yeah, 
But the vaccine. Besides <laughs> that. <laughs> That's it. It's the only. It's Guardians of the Galaxy and the vaccine. Uh, and guess what? Both of them pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's be clear. Like Guardians of the Galaxy is definitely in the Moderna and Pfizer eight out of ten territory. For sure, for sure, for uh, sure. You get you get yeah. fever, fever and chills playing Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> for like twelve hours or so. And well, it definitely I, made my arm hurt. So, <laughs> and much like the Pfizer, uh, much like the Pfizer vaccine, I'm really hoping that in about six months there's a patch available for this <laughs> to smooth some things out. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why it needed an Andrew Dice play. Oh! You always do. That's just the, you know. That's how you know the punchline happened. Exactly. There there it was. So there was, like, confusion when this game was announced earlier this year as to what it even was going to be because the trailer made it look like, is it multiplayer? Is it a a role-playing game? Is it a shooter? What even is it? And the answer is that it's uh, a very novel twist on the same format for every major AAA single-player game since Uncharted 2 in 2009. Like, this is this is basically, and uh, you know, shuffle it into the same territory as, you know, God of War or Uncharted. It's a largely yeah. linear, very focused on story. Yeah, I heard it was very, like, like if you want, like, a very pretty-looking PS2 game. Like that kind of yeah. era oh, of I, like I, action game, maybe a little more systems to it, but like it's like yeah, it, very it's, linear. It's not very system heavy. No, it's not system heavy at all. Like it's in in fact that's a part part of the way I I, I can understand why it was difficult to like sell this game and previews and stuff because yeah. it presents as being much more complicated than it actually is, and it's yeah. not. It's a here is a version of the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's the characters you know from the movies. It's much more like the comics in yeah. terms of narrative and the characters and dynamics at play, but with a little bit of the like jokey pop culture uh, reference infused tone of the first movie primarily. Mm-hmm. Like yep. that, that sort of inflects it. And honestly, it's it's really funny. I think the stuff that comes over from the movie is the stuff that is the weakest in action, like the whole game. Like I really found, like they they have a really amazing selection of '80s pop songs uh, that show up, <laughs> like fucking choice cuts. The cures just like heaven shows up. Yeah, I some good needle drops. For yeah, like they're like hanging tough by new kids on the block. <laughs> Holy uh, shit. Yeah, awesome. It's amazing. Great picks, but like whenever it shows up, like I'm like, guys, could you turn that back off? That's really not matching the tone of what's happening. Although, I'm not going to spoil anything about the ending, but there is a mechanic called the huddle, which is a nice idea in theory, but also doesn't really work in execution. It doesn't really do anything. Well, it, it does do things, especially near the end of the game when mm. you're like under pressure. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. it's okay, the okay, okay. it's the super move for this game. Right. Uh in the game, you are always controlling Star Lord, 
the Chris of this movie, mm-hmm. like Chris Pratt po- proxy, but instead he looks like Adam Conover from Adam Ruins Everything. <laughs> okay. Uh, which is a weird... No, he looks exactly like Troy Baker. He looks exactly like Troy Baker. Is he played by Troy Baker? Yeah, weird. It's not no! Troy Baker. Yeah, he yeah. isn't! It just looks just like... Looks exactly like him! I kept waiting for Troy Baker to show up in this game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because at one point, uh, Kate, my wife, was like... <laughs> she was like, is just every video game voice actor like in history in this because everybody sounds so familiar and i was like weirdly the usual suspects are no, all no nolan north no yeah. troy baker no, yeah no, uh, yeah oh, no jennifer hale no jennifer hale it was weird but yeah. so the the huddle is your star lord he's bang bang shoot him ups with his guns and then has like his own little special moves with cooldown set but you also are commanding the other four characters at any given time and they have very basic moves like rocket is your rocket raccoon is your grenades gamora is your direct single character attack with like a very powerful move drax is crowd control and like groot is debuffs essentially and when you do the huddle it will pause the fight so that they can all like group up and Star-Lord can try to give like an inspirational speech, but all the characters like sort of give you like one line about how they're feeling and you get a choice as to how you want to like try to inspire them. And it will either work or not work. And if it works, it will cue like a pop song that Star-Lord is playing on his Walkman. And then all of their special moves are free use. Like you could just spam your most powerful attacks. Which, good idea for, like, a power move. Like, it, rather than Kratos glowing red, and then you could just take a little more health off for 30 seconds, it's a, a, a nice idea. It doesn't... It really clashes with the tone a lot of the time. As with, in the final boss of the game, uh, you're, you're fighting this this almost godlike... Wait, do you mean the final boss or the final boss? <clears throat> the the final boss, not the okay. not the final final boss. Oh, oh, got yeah. it. Yeah. So like the fight, the real the last real fight of the game, as opposed to the like, there's like a the c- the cinematic end boss. The cin- <laughs> cinematic end boss. Yeah. Yeah. It's, when you fight Sephiroth, when it's one wing angel, not when it's Sephiroth with his shirt off with the limit break. Yeah. Right. Uh the real final boss i i was like about to die like gonna die and i got the huddle power up and i brought everybody in and like you know this is a tonal clash like they're saying like the, even the recorded dialogue is referring to like you're fighting a group of enemies rather than one thing which whatever fine i understand the limitations of planning for that but i actually pulled it off did the inspiring thing and it just hard cuts to Don't Worry, Be Happy by Bonnie McFerrin. Oh! Wow. <laughs> Which... <laughs> it's like mm. the mm. worst tonal possible choice, but it ended up being the best Unintentionally choice. funny moment. Like, unintentionally amazing. Like, finishing off the final boss in a legitimately, like, gameplay tense moment. It's great. So that's that's kind of it. There's like Uncharted-y uh, platforming in the game. You know, you move through a space. You can deviate a little bit off the path. You find a tchotchke. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, the nice thing is, is throughout the game, there are some of these tchotchkes that can allow you to have more conversations with the team back in, you know, your spaceship, the Milano. And that's the where the real meat of the game is. Uh, the, the folks at Eidos Montreal got all of the Shadow of the Tomb Raider out of their system, clearly. <laughs> um, because this game is as well-written as Deus Ex Human Revolution was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. The writing in this is the reason to play it. The performances are amazing. The writing is really good. Every character, every character you meet is a character. And there aren't that many of them, but they're they're you get a lot of focus on them and you get a lot of sense of them as a person and you get to spend a lot of really good time with them. And I love that. I love, you know, I really don't, I don't want to get into spoilers because I actually like hard recommendations. Susan, do you recommend this game? I know you've just been watching it rather than playing. Yeah, it's okay. You can speak to the combat, which looks incredibly tedious to me, but the the writing and the acting is so good it's incredible. so remarkable and exceptional mm-hmm. that i not just not just in the quality of it which is obviously way up there but in what it's about yes. and the themes that it examines I 100% recommend everybody play through it or, you know, watch it on a let's play. I don't care. Whatever. Well, there's, there's the thing. And like, I, uh, there are so many people who I would say, just watch this game. Like, yeah, do like, go, go watch in the same way that the new Ace Attorney has uh, what's called reader mode, where mm. it won't make you make the gameplay choices. Part of me is like, I think that they should release a patch for this game where you don't have to do any of the action. Yeah, like, I agree. Cut it cut it right out because it is entertaining enough on its own with just the story. And again, I don't I really don't want to spoil anything. I don't even want to tell people like premise stuff from the first chapter. What I will say is that I would many of the biggest of big triple-A games for the past 10 years, I would say since Uncharted 2, have attempted to tackle some of the themes that this game does. And they do it with a fraction of the grace and intelligence and, uh, you know, just sheer technical chops that are on display in this game. Uh, and, And within the first couple of hours like there are conversations between characters that are you know the the guardians of the galaxy being you know moderately like you expect them to be based on the movies but not really exactly uh being themselves and then bouncing off of other characters and giving you just real character depth yeah but but i i can't say like don't go to this being like it's gonna be my favorite action game ever because it's not a great action game. It's a fine. It's totally fine. Uh, Susan, you you've been watching uh, somebody play it, and you were like, "It looks really tedious." Mm-hmm. It is if you don't yeah. alter the uh, gameplay settings. Which I will say, Square Enix is generally really good about this. Idos Montreal is especially good at it. Uh, I thought Shadow of the Tomb Raider was like this joyous game to play, uh, but. Uh, you know, I also opened my reviews by saying this would be a perfect game if no one spoke. 
and you know the, the the storytelling in that is a disaster but the yeah. gameplay is really fun and a huge part of that is the accessibility options that Eidos Montreal puts in and like this game makes a perfect like you can make it however you want it and like I didn't want it to be a pushover because that would be boring but you mm. can go in and be like you can ratchet up the damage you do in these shooting matches very high that's the setting and you can say I still take high damage but I'm doing way more damage and then it just plays out like a shooter with a lot of chaos going on and it's not it's not very like exciting <laughs> shooting. <laughs> no, no. It's there aren't a lot of different kinds of enemies. No. There isn't a lot of different kinds of strategy. It is moderately different themes on the same right. gameplay Throughout. for like twenty five hours. No, it's not that long. It's not that isn't long. Isn't it? No, okay, no, no, no. Okay, I, I finished okay. it in thirteen hours. Okay. So okay, I, okay. like, you know, it's you know, it's it's not long it's it's as far as i'm concerned it's the perfect length it's i was never at a point where i was like i wish there was more of this and i was also never saying i wish this was over Mm. um and by the end like when you have progressed to the point that everything is unlocked and the Mm -hmm. game is throwing like hordes of enemies at you i found the combat to be pretty entertaining it, mm. it doesn't make a lick of fucking sense, though. <laughs> you know, no. You'll, you'll be sitting there in, like, a huge battlefield, and you'll be blasting away at somebody who's right on top of you, and you get, you know, sort of basic uh, abilities with your gun. You get an ice power, you get a wind power, you get a electricity power. But the wind power is great, because it'll suck enemies towards Star-Lord, and then make them vulnerable to melee. So you just like pull somebody from a football field away to you and then just start pounding them in the head. And if you, if they're armored, you can use one of the other characters in your team to sort of start pummeling on them with you. (laughs) But you'll, you'll activate the power works without a hitch. There are no frame drops or anything, but you'll see Gamora on the other side of the entire battlefield. Then you'll activate her power. She'll just disappear and reappear right next to you. It's very weird. Uh, Dave, you, when this game came out a couple of weeks ago and it started to review really well, and I can see why this would review really well, if you put yourself in the headset of how you have to professionally review games where it's like, I was given this two days ago and now I have to play a 16 hour game in 36 hours. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the quality of the writing will make that a joy. <laughs> yep. If you've got to binge through a game, that's, this is such a good story dude, that you'll be like 10 out of a 10. Like, dude, that's, that's, <laughs> that was my experience reviewing the blood and wine expansion for the Witcher three. Because yes. I got, I got, I got code like five or six days before embargo. But there was an issue. I don't even think it was that much. Well, yeah. so there was an issue with the file that I was downloading to my computer. It was corrupted on the file server <gasps> that was that oh. because I live in Washington. Other reviewers were like in California, so the file server that I was getting the file from was corrupted. So it took them like two to three days to to fix that. So I had. Two days to finish a thirty-hour. There, yeah, okay, there. <laughs> yeah, I did it. 
it was great but yeah right. like yeah it's it when when you, something is engrossing like that it makes the pain of having to binge through something right. a lot more palatable and and you when this game came out those reviews were coming you said it seems like this year's jedi fallen order and it very much is jedi fallen order is a game that punches so far above its weight because of how good the story is and like how you know what is there is made with a lot of heart mm-hmm. and focus that you don't notice that like the combat is janky as shit and mm. you're revisiting the same locale five times rather than going to new places and guardians is exactly the same way i don't think guardians is as fun of a game as mm-hmm. jedi fallen mm-hmm. order is like i i hitting things with a lightsaber is fun it, it just I, is I, I will say it is interesting that like because I know, like, a lot of people love the Marvel movies. I'm not one of those people. But a lot of people yeah. do. But I find myself really enjoying, like, Spider-Man. The Spider-Man games are great. And I feel mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. It, it's the same thing with, like, like going back to Fallen Order. Uh, I feel like Fallen Order understands Star Wars fundament- mm. on a fundamental level more than, like, the sequel movies did. And, like, there were moments of the sequel movies I think were good. But, like, just co- coming off of the rise of skywalker and then going into fallen order and it's like just <laughs> polar opposites as to like just the approach of storytelling uh in these games and i feel like a lot of a lot of the games based off of these movies do a better job of telling those stories than the movies do in a lot of ways and i don't know if that's just because they have more room to breathe they don't need mm. to they don't need like you like you're not getting just a distilled punch of like pop culture references every 30 seconds like i don't i I don't know what it is but for me at least it just feels like i i would much rather play guardians of the galaxy the game especially hearing you talk about how good it is than watch the movies like that doesn't appeal to me i really like the movies uh far more than most of the marvel movies actually uh i don't know i don't are you do you guys like those flicks the james gunn guardians of the galaxy movies love the first one i think the second one is trash i love the second the, one i so know much. The you know every, every single person who loves the second one is a dude with daddy issues <laughs> every single one <laughs> she's got me listener susan got me she got me good <laughs> <laughs> the last no, Marvel I, I, movie I, I, I saw. Make, I make no apologies about that. It's also Kurt Russell and his luscious locks and two. Well, yeah. I mean, Kurt Russell is always great, but like, I know. It, yeah. Anyway, off tangent. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. but uh, I, I would say, I would say, uh, your enjoyment of the movies is not contingent on enjoyment of this game. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Like I think, I think, you know, as many people have discussed, people liking the Avengers movies just made all of the things that were horrible about the Avengers game even worse. And this is more like you'll, you'll, it's tough because you'll, you'll play the first level and you'll be like, this is a little too much like the guardians movie. And I'm, I'm getting thrown out of it because of how different all the characters look, but Mm. all that shit vanishes almost immediately. And it just is its own thing. And yeah, the only as a fan of the movie and as a as a person who only knows of those characters from the movie the only thing that 
the entire time I just couldn't embrace was Rocket's voice. See, that's funny. I thought, A, I, I adored the way that character was portrayed throughout the game, especially oh, by the yeah, end. It's, I mean, literally the sound of the voice. Oh, like, yeah. the acting, yeah, yeah. I thought he sounded, like, no different than Bradley Cooper. I, like, to the <laughs> point that I looked it up. Yeah, I know. I think something's uh, wrong with face my ears. Susan's face right now is... Uh... Yeah, nonplussed, incredulous. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, he's he. It, it's way too deep. It's just, it's it's yeah. It's <laughs> much too deep. Yeah, like I got him confused with Star Lord half the time. Oh, that's funny. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Um, the one that threw me was Gamora, which Zoe Saldana's performance as Gamora in those movies is so distinctive and iconic to me. Yeah. At this point, yeah, yeah. you know. They, yeah. Look, everybody, I don't know if you're people who like comics, but Gamora from her creation in the 70s to na- to to when that movie came out in the comics was naked green fashion model with a like she her costume was basically, you know, the Borat like banana yeah. hammock. Yeah. That was her that was her costume. <laughs> she except- Zardoz. <laughs> Yes, it's literally the Zardoz costume, but with a cape, and there are skulls over her nipples and vagina. Cool. That's that was Gamora's Ooh, cool character. Wow. Yes. Before Zo- before Zoe Saldana played her, and now yeah. like Zoe Saldana made Gamora a character. Yeah. And to go from Zoe Saldana to a woman who, despite being green in the game, is white presenting, was really jarring. Uh, hmm. it was uh, just like uh, something to get my head around because I was like the entire time like you're not why aren't you Zoe Saldana be Zoe Saldana right now see I, she didn't come off as white to me at all she didn't come off as anything oh that's interesting uh, yeah 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 she came, well I mean she came off as Gamora a, a, the, a, a flavor of Gamora that was she wasn't doing a Zoe Saldana impression right like that's something I really appreciated is that none of none of the voice actors for the game mm. are trying to replicate yeah what's in the movie yeah uh, which is which is great. Star Lord is like this. Star Lord is this Star Lord. He's not trying to be. He's own guy. God. He's not Brad. <laughs> yeah. Dive store Chris Pratt. He's not. He's not Mario. Yeah. Yeah. He's oh, not Garfield. Garfield. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, and, and yeah, so this, I, I I loved this Gamora. I mean, I totally I understand why yeah. that would be, yeah. It was, well, like, that's the thing. I love all of these versions of the characters. Uh, I also am very grateful that one of the best characters in the Guardians of the Galaxy comics is the, is Cosmo the dog. A, oh my God, I love him so much. Okay, he yeah. must be protected at all costs. <laughs> Cos- Cosmo is... In the comics, he's he's sort of inspired by uh, Laika, the dog sure, that the Soviet Union sent into space. And the idea is that this Soviet dog astronaut was sent into space and gained godlike psychic powers. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, this is if you. It, he's very good boy. He's <laughs> best boy. Like he's uh, the best boy. It's, it is so good. Just once bull. <laughs> it's very very good. Yeah, good game, and everybody should play this game. Um, if you if you like single player games that are really good for story, uh, I will say it broke through the the Anthony brain blockage that's been growing on with. There we go. Uh, yeah, 
uh, it it got me to play something that was about people rather than sh- bang bang shooties um or severe <laughs> severe bang bang shooties and then like existential dread uh as in returnal and why not both <laughs> oh yeah why not yeah, both, why son? not both uh so yeah guardians of the galaxy it's good good game uh you can just watch it just just watch it if you feel like it uh it is also uh, it is dark pictures season, y'all. It is, yes. It's dark pictures season, y'all. Uh, and this season is fraught because sometimes dark pictures season fucking rules, and then other times dark pictures season is very disappointing. We're, we, we're kind of at like a fifty percent success rate here. Well, okay. Are we counting until dawn we're in the count- dark pictures? Okay, we're not counting until dawn. We're, okay. we're only. Because until dawn is the is the uh, phase that launched a, a thousand ships. Okay. And okay. So now here we are, and Susan, before before you talk about the new one, can you remind us? Like Man of Medan's the good one. Yes. And then there's what was the crap? Little Hope. Little Hope was the crappy one. Little Hope, which is which is really really fun until you get to the end, at which point mm. it's complete trash (laughs) and it makes you angry and yeah there's all the potential in the world in that game and they make choices that squander all of it Mm. yeah please uh please go back and listen to our episode about that uh if you would like to know more (laughs) so um house of ashes i think is somewhere in between uh gameplay wise this there is a lot of you'll make a choice and then spend 10 minutes watching that play out. So wait, what is it, what is this one called? What is this one? House of Ashes. House of Ashes. House of Ashes. And what's the premise of House of Ashes? Okay, yeah. so the premise is you are uh, in Afghanistan. Oh shit. Um, uh, during Desert Storm, or no, af- at just after, uh, because um, Hussein, uh, 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 Hussein has been to put like you're not they're, they're in his palace. Oh, all right. So twenty uh, first yeah, century, so not nineteen nineties. Oh, correct. Yeah, correct. Right. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry, sorry. Yes. Um. So, uh, it's uh, you're part of a team. Uh, the scientist on the team has developed this new uh, radar system, and he believes he's found the underground depot where the weapons of mass disruption, destruction, disruption, NFTs (laughs) are uh, located. Because, you know, the satellite has has found this vast underground something. And they figure, oh, that's got to be it. That's got to be the silo. Do you have to break into the uh, metaverse? Down and, and <laughs> I'm gonna break metaverse. it, and Roblox is there, um, and so it's a uh, uh, it's him and a, a CIA operative who also happens to be his wife, uh, the uh, Marine she's been stripping for the past three weeks, uh, his Ura uh, best buddy, and uh, I think there's a there's a couple other odds and ends, and uh, and an Iraqi soldier who are at this site when there's a massive cave-in and oh gosh nope not a silo it's actually an ancient temple where bad things happen that's that's where the the known unknowns are right is that right yes exactly you go down so you get a choice do you want to go down this hall with the unknown unknowns or that one with the known unknowns 
And so, and it plays out exactly the way any other Dark Pictures games does. You take, uh, you control each of the characters uh, in turn. You get to make choices. Those choices lead to consequences. It is possible to kill everybody in your party. It is possible to save everybody in your party. This game more so than the uh than the other dark pictures is more about a character study mm. it's really about the interpersonal relationships and uh because you're starting off like you are starting with ura marines and a member of the iraqi army yeah the, hmm, <laughs> hmm, uh, but uh and through through choices that are not unnatural feeling and that are not out of the scope of reality, you can get those two people to work together and trust each other and defend each other and, and fight together uh, as comrades. The Obviously, with the, the husband and the wife, who they've been separated for a year, she's been stripping this guy, it's possible to uh, have them reconcile. Wow. And come together. Or not, you know, what however you want to want to choose those things. So it's much more a uh it's 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 less about escaping the big bad via QTEs and more about the the choices you make of how you're gonna treat people and what who you are as that character. Based on the way little hope went though, I if you if you hadn't already told me that this is pretty good, I I would be like, oh no, <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, I know. I, yeah, the potential there is for many bad things to yeah. Right, like, I will everything say that happened. I like I didn't remember the name of Little Hope, but the whole thing yeah. of like the 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 main character and her history in this town and like I I was that was a disaster. <laughs> It was terrible. It so. was absolutely terrible. So, so uh, no, this is the resolution of the story uh, is satisfying. It makes sense. Um, what event, the, the way it goes, what eventually ends up being the thing that you're fighting, uh, really good. Mm. The story that it, that it, it and, and, I will definitely say for you to uh, really fully appreciate that bit, you have to, you know, because as you go through the game, there's all these tchotchkes you can find. They're called secrets. They're not secrets. They're just filling in the areas of the story that is not being overtly told as through these characters. Mm. Uh, The way it goes, I loved it. I thought it was really well told. It was surprising, yet made sense. Um, I liked the way the choices played out from, from the very beginning during the tutorial there are choices that you make and that you see come to fruition at the very end of the game. Really like that. Uh, it is not, it's, it's not as active probably, uh, as say a, a, an until dawn or a man of Medan. Mm. Um, but, uh, the way the story is told and, and all the, the, the secrets, the, the, how they fill in the backstory. I really loved it. Mm. I thought it was great. And I, and I thought, Placing it in the tension of that very specific conflict mm. really added a lot to it. I I think it's a uh, underutilized tool in games broadly to allow you to make choices that you don't see the results of for a long time. 
in the game. Yeah. Uh, I I'm I did not understand how different Guardians of the Galaxy could play out until I'd finished it. And, yeah. you know, there are all of these, you're constantly making choices with the dialogue, even what like you'll be in the middle of combat and you'll have op- options to like choose a dialogue response to people. And you don't really see how dramatically different things can play out until you get to the final two, three chapters of that game. And yeah. so Until Dawn was great at that because mm-hmm. Until Dawn gave you things you would make a choice and you would see an immediate result but then you would get to like the last third of the game and you would see wow if i had done that differently a whole different set of characters would even be here at this point and it really encouraged revisiting that uh it's cool you know given how how fraught the uh subject matter is in, yeah, in mm-hmm, House mm-hmm. of Ashes, it I I can see why they would take the choice to make a, a less sort of frenetic version yeah. of yeah. their thing. The thing I uh, something else I also really appreciate about this series of games is they're getting better at telling huh. the stories, and because at various points in the game, you'll have the option to say something based on one of two character traits. Like, are you going to be aggressive or are you going to be insecure mm. or whatever? And not, and saying nothing is an option. Right. Yeah. And you know, they'll, the reticle will come up to shoot something and not doing it is also an option. And sometimes that is the option you want to take if you want specific things to play out in a specific way. And really em- embracing that, like, it, no, it's not the gamey thing. Like, think about it. You're this person. Are you going to... Like, there's there's an example. There's, there's one section you're <laughs> interrogating uh, prisoners, uh, little shepherds out. Oh, no. Out, yeah. And uh, he, uh, the the guy who's on his knees with his hands behind his head, spits in the face of the female CIA operative who is up in his face asking where the entrance to the silo is. And in that moment, you control a ura guy, and your choice is to either hit him with the butt of your gun or to say something to this person who is your superior mm. or just stand there and don't say anything at all man that's a lot <laughs> uh-huh yeah it's like what is actually the best thing to do here because like i'm in the military mm-hmm. i really have to think about all of that stuff that's one one minor critique that i do have is there are some dialogue things and and choices that come up that should not exist because there is a military structure in place. Sure. Like this dude would never say that to a superior officer. Mm. That's just, it, no, but whatever, just go with it. It's fine. Yeah. I, I, I'm fine with that kind of dramatic license in, in that setting. You know, I'm not, I'm not yeah. there to be ensconced in realism. I do. I sure. do like the fact that, you know, I like it when a game has a reason to be a game. And mm-hmm. it's very rare that uh, a, a game is presenting you with even a narrative choice, even in a smart story game, where it's presenting you with a narrative choice that is uh, 
trusting on you to try to interrogate your own emotional reactions to things. Uh, and that's, it's, it's rare that it's saying like, Oh, you know, it's usually the min max choice. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. uh, yeah. acquisitive. It's, it's what, what am I going to get for the value of my choice? What power does this unlock? <laughs> right. Whereas, whereas this is like, are you actually in control of yourself? Because it's, yeah. it's banking on you to have that visceral, I, it's so, it's so funny. It's one of the few moments that, uh, where you would be like, I, I, I'm going to use the word visceral in a review. I'm going to do it. Yeah. I, I'm going to put it in there because that's a visceral moment. It actually, yeah, it actually, and the, the first time I played through that scene, goddamn right, I hit yeah. him in the head with my gun. There you go. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. So, uh, like, uh, it, there's a, a character in the game who's constantly saying sexually inappropriate things to the CIA, CIA operative. Like, no, (laughs) no. you're a corporal. (laughs) That is not going to continue happening, but whatever. It's, yeah. Uh, It's cool. Not to bring up Guardians again. Guardians has less of that. And it kind of flies in the face of my my saying, like, maybe maybe you don't really need to play this because it has moments where it gives you a choice that is playing with your emotions in that way. Mm. Uh, which not to spoil anything, but there is a sort of midpoint conflict where uh, there is a a main bad guy and Gamora says, I've got him and runs off to chase him. And there's a moment where it doesn't give you the dialogue choice to be like, don't go alone. It just is like, are you going to follow her? And yeah. it's very yeah. frenetic. And I, I didn't. I was like, it's fucking Gamora. She's she's gonna be fine. <laughs> and then you get back to the ship, and the game gives you the little narrative cue. It's like Gamora appreciates that you trusted her to handle this on her own. And I was like, yep. pretty crafty game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Susan, House of Ashes. I mean, it, it sounds it's weird. You know, I. You don't sound like effusive. Yeah, I keep waiting it. for the butt. I keep waiting well, for okay. the butt. Well, it, okay. It, it's not a pretty game. <sighs> yeah. It's, I mean, it is visually janky. <laughs> the jank is strong with this one. Uh, you know, especially I was playing it while, while my husband was playing Guardians and just the the difference in the facial expressions and sure. the bodily movement. Oh my gosh, night and day. Uh, and that will definitely, t- there, there's this particular head movement that the characters of a Dark Pictures game all have mm-hmm. and and did all going all the way back to all, until dawn this this particular head shake they do and it drives me bananas <laughs> because it makes me conscious of this is a game engine mm-hmm. you know um and given that they are uh the the entire thing takes place underground in the desert in sand caves mm. not a, a hugely visually interesting game uh so like on on that's it's meh, yeah, sure, whatever. It's you know, it's it's a cheapy, and you know it, and you 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 buy your ticket and you ride the ride. Uh, yeah, no, I I I had I 
100% will get whatever the next and there is a next Dark Pictures yeah. Oh, yeah. coming Dark Pictures oh, yes. season <laughs> and I will I will pre-order it without question I am more than happy to like honestly if they just want me to subscribe fine then just send me the game when it comes out. I'll do that I don't care because at this point even though one of them was so disappointing I know what I'm I know the experience I'm going to have. I'm going to enjoy that experience mm-hmm. to whatever degree, greater or lesser, and I am happy to pony up the cash for it. For sure. Yeah. It's it's so interesting to see teams like this sort of end up f- cracking the code for mm-hmm. a truly great annualized series finally. You know, uh I I think that the reason everybody hates Ubisoft now, and let's be honest, everybody hates Ubisoft. Everybody hates Ubisoft. Yeah, <laughs> is that they they tried to promise everyone the the universe where it was like it's going to be the most major blockbuster experience every year. Every Assassin's Creed is going to be the most mind blowing thing, and in order to keep it at that level of presentational scale that they maintained for all those years, they just made the same game over and over mm, and over yeah. again. E- there was- every team has the system that they work on, and then they just find ways to slot that into every other game that they make. Mm. Exactly. And it, mm-hmm. it resulted in, you know, familiarity breeds contempt. And yeah. of course everybody hated it after a decade of that. But you look at Dark Pictures or, you know, the uh, the Yakuza series, and you have mm. these two really, really smart approaches to uh, actually making something on an annual basis that will work out. In Yakuza's case, it's, you know, we're going to reuse these assets over and over and yeah. over again in really novel ways. And... The Dark Pictures series is using an engine that was originally developed for the PlayStation 3 until Dawn wasn't even supposed to be a PS4 game. And, you know, they, they, it's got that head turn, but it is, it is an incredibly robust tool for telling really interesting stories. It goes back to the idea that I think that like games need to embrace like TV structure more than like movie structure where they just like, yeah, reuse sets, Mm. reuse assets. Like I I love the idea of them taking this anthology approach and going like, look, like how can we take these tools and make similar experiences, but tell different stories with them. I I, yeah. I I I, I want to see more people do that. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to rebuild the set every time you make a new season of a TV show. You just mm. yeah, you know, you, yeah. The thing what Dark Pictures figured out brilliantly: only two things replicate in their games. One, the branching storyline based on choices, and two, spooky. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, all of those choices are based on humans and humans are are infinitely complex or simple depending on what you want from them and uh, you just gotta find fun ways to kill them (laughs) that has endless permutations so many ways to do that when are they gonna bring back Rami Malek's big wet eyes that's my question (laughs) uh Susan, what is it a spoiler to talk about? Like, what is trying to kill you? Like the monster? Is it? I mean, no. You'll figure you'll figure it out pretty pretty fast, probably. But it's vampires. Are they? Are they? Oh my god! Is it like 
Is it evil clones of Colin Powell that have been turned into vampires? <laughs> it's no! not. Oh, that would be fucking dope. No. You have to. It's it's actually it's more. It's closer to Pitch Black. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That's a really yeah. fun. That's a, how is there not a Pitch Black game? I mean, they, I don't they, even they, know. Well they, well, they made a Chronicles of Riddick game. They, Which yeah, is no, awesome. Yeah. I mean, a pitch black game. <laughs> yeah, but like pitch black. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There are yeah. two. There are two Riddick games, aren't there? Yes. Yeah. The and, second um, one uh, is notable because it included the first one on the PS3 disc. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. Oh man, please, dear machine games. I played the darkness and enjoyed it. I played. Oh, yeah. I played uh, the original Chronicles of Riddick and enjoyed it. Just, just do that again with Indiana Jones. Just do it again. Oh my god! Guys, oh, my oh god. that's right. They're Please. doing that, oh aren't they? Just, just yeah, they, oh. they, they can nail the vibe because they did Wolfenstein. Oh god, oh. Wolfenstein! Please, please do it. Uh, so Dave, you've you've been far from where Susan and I have been in Narrative Town. Susan and I have been enjoying enjoying the good stories. You've been enjoying uh, the unpacking. And I, when you mentioned this game and are planning for this show, uh, it's just it's just called it's is it unpacking or is it unpacked? Unpacking. It's unpacking. Yeah. I th- I thought that this was an older game because there was an a game that was on game pass a couple of years ago that was you know, sort of like you're a mover and you have to you have to move people in in their houses and it's it's almost like overcooked but with moving oh, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah it's out. from it's, it's from the folks who did death square yes it's the people that did yeah. death squared and it's very yeah. cool and i thought that was what you're talking about you're talking about something that just is brand new yeah and it's like the opinion i have so many questions i can't wait to hear about this yeah uh, so yeah, it's it's from God the team that made this. It's Witchbeam Studios, the team that made Android Assault Cactus. Oh yeah, it, it, have you not heard of this, Anthony? Never heard of it. It is a uh, love letter to twin stick arcade shooters, where all the characters are like little chibi anime people. It's like like you know, sixty frames a second, constant enemies, and they make this. Uh, their second game is a small contempla- contemplative game about taking stuff out of boxes and putting them on a shelf (laughs) and that's really kind of the game like there's there's not a lot to it but there's so much under the surface as far as like how it uses these mechanics to just tell the story and i think it does the things that a lot of like because we you know we rag on a lot of like twee indie games here no that's not a thing that this yes, show does. I do. Yeah. That's not. I guys, do. I want every game to be about, uh, you know, unraveling a hoodie that used to belong to your girlfriend. Oh, Jesus. And you oh, have to follow wow. the trail of thread, and it ends up at your mom's house. There's like pl- plinky, <laughs> plinky, plinky yeah. pia- piano music playing in the yeah, background. There's, and there's, there's piano covers of Shin's songs. This game is a metaphor for depression. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> oh my god! The thing is, like, that game yes, might exist. That you can it see, you can see the Apple yep. Arcade ad for what <laughs> we just described in your head. Yep. Uh, but yeah, no, but it it 
it does a lot of those things because it is kind of that game. Like it is like it's got like really kind of soft, um, uh, soft music. Like it's just kind of chill. It's got the pixel art. It's very, very good pixel art. And it is telling the story of a young woman growing up over the space of, uh, you know, like a decade or two and uh, over the course of eight different moves in her life. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm. And, you know, the the people that she meets and the the loves that she has and loses and uh, along the way. But it's all told without dialogue. It's only told through getting into a room or a house and seeing empty or full boxes and then clicking on them and then taking an item out and putting it on a shelf and then just going through all of the boxes and putting stuff away. There's there are some like light puzzle elements to it and just that like there certain objects have to go somewhere like you can't just leave books mm. on the floor you have to put them on a shelf you're given a lot of freedom as to what shelf you want to put them on whether you want to move stuff around to fit them on a shelf you can uh like uh like you'll there's a non-actionable gamecube uh <laughs> that you have to put next to the tv but, like, you'll also have GameCube games, and it's like you could put them on the shelf next to the GameCube, you could put them on the bookcase, stuff in the bathroom needs to go in the bathroom, stuff in the kitchen needs to go in the kitchen, mm. but, you know, it's, it. but you're still given a lot of, like, freedom as to, um, to what to do, but yeah, it's really just kind of hanging out and, and putting stuff away, and it's very, it's very fulfilling in that way of just, like, everything has its little place, everything has... You can move stuff around. You can make little scenes. Uh, it starts out. The first level is uh, your young your young girl just moves into a new house. You're in like middle like grade school, middle school, and you're just unpacking toys, putting stuffed animals mm. on the shelf. You got all of your uh, your books and your your diary goes in that special little spot. And then the second level is you're moving to your dorm and you go to college, and the th- you'll start to see like. Oh, these are the the things that I took with me from this house mm-hmm. as a kid to college. These are the th- uh, and like you start to to recognize like oh I'm I, I've left a couple of my stuffed animals behind, but these are the ones that were like super important to me. So I bring them and I put them on the shelf, and you put your posters up on the wall, and you've got your little your CRT monitor for your computer. And then the next level is uh, a couple years later, and you move in with the roommate. You can't move any of your roommate's things, but she's made space for you. So you have to work around the stuff that she already has in this house to put your things up and you you know you you kind of fit stuff together. The next level is like one of the most genius ways to like tell this story without actually saying anything. It's when you move out of your roommate's house to move in with your boyfriend. And your boyfriend has like like the fucking apartment from American Psycho. Like it's all <laughs> modern furniture. It's all just like 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 fucking like man scented body wash and like you know cologne. And he's got all of his like he's got like like a set of fifty pound dumbbells over by the TV. And and in this level, you're allowed to move his stuff because you know you're living together now. You, you, his space is your space, and but nothing really fits right, and so you have to like kind of 
shove his stuff around and like like he's got all of his he's got his like zen garden thing up on the top and you're just like i have a little plushy rooster i guess i'll just put it up here that's that's a spot for it right and like you're just trying to fit stuff and like some stuff just doesn't fit so you have to put it under the bed and like just in this moment of seeing the things that you have that are important to you and the things that this person has and like how small the place is and just immediately in my head i'm like this is not this isn't working this relationship is going to end and uh sure enough the next level is you moving back in with your parents uh that's awesome but yeah Yeah. and, and it does it without without a single line of dialogue it's just the things that i have do not fit here they don't belong but i'll just i'll make the best of it and make the game oh, think yeah make the level end so i can go to the next one so it's d- very clever how, how how deep does this rabbit hole go you said it was eight moves yeah i mean is this like like are like how dark does this get oh how, no no no, no. Does she die yeah. is what yeah, he no, says no, yeah, no, I, no there's I, not like well, a like S- susan it's no... more like like are you like like at hospice like, no 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 no, no. <laughs> it, it, oh that's it, in my head that's like, you know, look, it's the end of 2021, guys. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, fair. You know, fair my fair. head's in a certain no, place. No, it, it ends, I want to say, the, like, with the woman being about 35 or so. Oh, 40. So, okay. Yeah. Like, it's oh. it's it's only, a, a, it's a course of, like like I said, two decades. So, it's like, it ends around 2017 or something. So, it's like, no, you're not dealing with, like, palliative care. <laughs> Like, <laughs> right. Like, I could just, like, yeah. like, you know, like, you're in hospice and, like, you're asking your grandson to, like, put the GameCube near the window. <laughs> like, God. <laughs> no, it's not like that. But no, it, it, it like, it, it is just, it's just an, it's a nice game. Like, like, we talk about nice games here. It's just, it's nice. It's very, it's very calm. It doesn't ask a ton of you, but what it does present is a way to tell that kind of like twee story that we see a lot mm, in a way that isn't like overly cloying or like obvious and in your face about it. It's just, it's there. You intuit what you want from, mm. from these characters' lives. Um, and it's two questions. Yeah. What platform did you play it on? I played it on PC through Game Pass. Uh, but it's mm-hmm. on Xbox, uh, Game Pass. It's on PC. Uh, it's I on think Switch. it's on Switch too. It is. On, that's that's yeah, how I I'm... realized it was not what I thought it was because I saw it in the store and was like, Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm wondering how because the the one uh, uh, thing I've seen of this game was a little like PC cursor. By the way, when you put things down on different surfaces, it has different sound effects. Yeah. Ooh. Like four t- like the, there's a tweet going around from one of the developers that it's like 14,000 yeah. audio files that they made. It's amazing. It's it's so wonderful. But it is a a, a PC cursor, so I'm wondering how well it works so on something that doesn't have a mouse. I played it on PC with a controller. And oh, okay. yeah, you just move the cursor around with the analog stick and you just press the button to put pick stuff up, put it down, press X to rotate. It's like there are some times when like it's a little finicky just because mm. you know, you're navigating a PC cursor with a controller, but you can zoom in and out and again, like it's so low stakes that mm. 
the little weirdness that you may experience with the controls, it's not huge. And again, like, as long as, like, unless, unless you really care about, like, stuff on the shelf being exactly the right way and like because the other thing too yeah. is it's a it's a fixed perspective so you can't rotate the camera around so like you're just uh, looking top okay. down so there there are p- some parts where you'll be like i want to put this on the shelf but like there are other stuff around it so just the nature of the isometric angle and dealing with th- objects in a 3d space represented in two on a 2d plane can get a little finicky but again like it's it's so like you're not scored. There are some secret. Mm, yeah. There are some secret achievements that you'll get for uh, solving some puzzles. Like uh, one of the things that I noticed was like, oh, there are uh, mag- there are magnets that you put on the fridge, and there are numbers, and it's like one. And then I pulled out a three. I pulled out an equal sign. I was like, oh, what if I put this one plus two equals three just on the fridge? And yeah, sure enough, I did it, and an achievement popped up. Like that's. <laughs> That's cute. That's like the extent of the difficult puzzles because again, like you don't need to do that. The hardest part was going yeah. like, "What is this? Is it?" And then realizing like, "Oh, this is a hand warmer. Warmer. Where does it want me to put this on the bed? Mm. I guess the bed's fine." And then you know you just move on. Um, uh, yeah, the, mm. like a couple times where it's like, "Where does the game want me to put this object?" And then just kind of like moving stuff around because what what will happen is once you're once you've unpacked everything out of a box you've taken it out and it's just on the floor or on a shelf or something it'll highlight all the objects that are in the right, right spot so you, you'll mm. you'll go to the different rooms of the house and it'll say oh this this doesn't belong here this belongs somewhere else i need to find a different place for it that's about it that's really okay. how mad. long would you say four hours the game okay yeah that's not bad that's yeah. not bad at all. If you got Game Pass, um, check it out. It's 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 worth it. It's it's a nice like it's just a nice chill thing that does has some neat ideas. It's really cool. Do, do you guys remember uh, Jason Rohrer? Like, oh yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh yes. That that that, that character. Guy. I that just, guy. I think it's it's really interesting to. I feel like our ambivalence to some of these indie games it's not just overexposure but i think all three of us we, we were around when like jason roer mm. and phil fish were and and um braid guy i can't remember his name jonathan blow it's jonathan blow when when <sighs> when these dudes uh <laughs> it's always dudes sort sort, sort of emerged right mhm and you know like Jason Rohrer is uh, the person he is. I, I hope the tone of my voice <laughs> sort of conveys my feelings about Jonathan that. Jonathan Blow is the type of person he is. The type of person he is. Can you guys hear the sneer? Is the sneer <laughs> audible? I know that the David... Sneer's pro- it- All right. David, David and Susan yeah. can see it. They can see my contempt. <laughs> but, but, like, I, you know, I, I, I understand, at least in the case of Jason Rohrer, like, I understand why you know, people responded to the things he made early on in the way that they did. He made that <clears> game the passage that you can yeah. play and, you know, you can play the passage in 30 seconds. But it it was a very powerful statement. You know, you, you all you do yeah. is walk from left to right. 
you see somebody at the beginning of their life and you see them die at the end. And it's it's a very, very powerful statement. And the thing is, is it doesn't matter how many uh, techno remixes of Debussy and uh, pastel color palettes you put on your fucking platformer. Like, we, you, you are ultimately trying to convey y- your personal experience of, of that same statement. And uh, again, we said it earlier, familiarity breeds contempt. It happens. Uh, but it's interesting to see something like Unpacking emerge, you know, 15, 16 years after something like The Passage and say, mm. here is here is a similar statement, you know, where it's, it's this similar, relatable, everybody shares this human experience Yeah, statement. but it's also not mm. it's trying to, it's not exactly. self-important. Yeah. It's, it's not it's unassuming. Yeah. It's it's it like, and it, does it. And like it's the the fact that it comes from a studio that made this like hyperactive arcade shooter type game, I think, is to its benefit. Like it it yeah. just is it's a thing that they wanted to make because they thought it was worth making. They weren't trying to you know, I mean I'm sure they were trying to make a statement with this game. Like any good artist wants to do that, but they're not out there clubbing you over the yeah. head yeah 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 man it sounds sounds lovely yeah it sounds really nice lovely. yeah and like it like i said it's on game pass so it's like it like if you have that there's no reason not to check it out um so we 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 are at that point in the show where we start to wrap things up but david susan i, I know both of you have other games you want to play do you guys want to do like sort of a, a lightning round talk about the other stuff you guys have been playing yeah yeah susan t- uh, no all right no, we, no we, i mean I, no, get, whatever man no i uh, well give me give me the very quick i because I, I don't want to not hear about this because i i'm interested <laughs> but i want to hear about i want to hear about where long dark is now that chapter four is out so give give me the uh the the you know, Rolling Stone did the big reviews in the front, and now they're doing the capsule reviews in the back. Yeah, yeah. The thing I I really appreciate about Chapter 4 is it assumes you've been playing this game for a while, and so it's a lot harder. Nice. And you are thrown into a situation that is very difficult, and it also changes up some of the rules on you, so you can't just go into it like, I know how to play the long dark. <laughs> and like, oh, oh, God damn it. Okay. Uh, I will say, however, and I just had this experience this morning, um, the game has become so corrupted I can't finish the chapter. Oh, that sucks. It really does. It really, really does. Um, so, and I went back to a previous save, and now that's corrupted. Oh man! And yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what I'm going to do about it. Is, but is there uh, any kind of like cloud support for Long Dark? Like, is there server side saving of your game? Probably. Um, what typically happens, and again, I I recognize that this is me being in rarefied air. Um, the t- when I tweet about something like that, the team usually reaches out to me. Sure, yeah, and says like, "What's going on? We'd really like to fix that for <laughs> you." Um, both Rihanna Pratchett and I had the exact same problem. Ooh. So it's it's clearly something going on uh, with the game that hopefully they will be able to fix. Um, I want to give a shout out to uh, dear friend of the show, Elias Tufexis. He's in this chapter as the villain. Oh, nice. 
Hey! And just kills it. We got He's Alexis so to Flexus in, in uh, We do. Nice. We do. Playing a very, very bad man. I was I was in uh, the final chapter of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh, Kate looks at me and she goes, "Hey, why is it Alexis to Flexus in this?" And I was like, "I don't know. It seems well, she's like playing the, the penguin in that Batman game that's coming out." I know. I'm so excited. Oh no! Shit. All right. See, yeah. she was that, like, well, "What go. is he up to?" Now I can. Uh, he's I on the like, DC hey. side of things. No, well, that is interesting though that he's not in it because it is an Eidos Montreal game. But, yeah, I right? know. It's weird. I know that yeah. was what surprised me. Why isn't he Star Lord? Hi. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I would no no shade towards the Star Lord voice actor who does a phenomenal job. He kills it. He kills it. Yeah. I, I if I'm if I'm gonna have Alexis Tuflexis playing anyone in these Guardians of the Galaxy games, give him Nova. Make bring in Richard Ryder, make or Silver Surfer. Come on, you guys brought in the B side comic characters anyway. It made me so excited as a dork. Um, Dave Roberts, there's yeah. another the other indie game that you're playing. Oh, I so I finished it. It's called Inscription, mm-hmm. and it is a card based roguelike game uh, that is made for me because it's not actually a roguelike. Oh, there you go. All right. So, uh, have you played? Pony Island or the Hex before? You know me. You know I haven't. <laughs> okay. So he, uh, Daniel Mullins, makes these games that are, they're like games about games. And I love that idea of like, oh, someone who loves video games making a game that is a video game, but like there's something else going on. And Pony Island is like, oh, what if you had this like cute little uh, arcade game with the pony, but really you're playing on a computer possessed by Satan. And okay. you have to like dive into the files to like absolve, you know, get rid of the evil in this computer. Uh, Inscription is basically uh, on that same track, but it's like his best designed game because the card game is actually a lot of fun. It's very like sacrifice based. So you have like a deck of squirrel cards and you have your like normal cards and you put a squirrel out because it costs nothing, but it can't do damage. So to put your the cards that actually do damage out, you have to sacrifice these squirrels to put your like you have a stoat and you put it out and does like one damage. Uh, and it's all set in this like inky black cabin and all you see are these two like glowing eyes off in the distance and it's got this really like sinister like distorted like voice as it talks to you to tell you the rules and stuff Uh, and but as the game progresses um, which by the way when you first start this game it's like uh, you hear a character going like oh hey the game works let's see what's on the disc and then it boots up to this like old like DOS looking screen that says inscription on it. The new game option is grayed out. You can only continue. So That's already nice you're just like, oh, oh I love oh, it. something's like something is weird here. So you start the game and he teaches you the rules and it's very much like um oh what's that one? Slay the Spire, where you have like a map mm-hmm. and there's like branching paths and you can choose like, oh, if I go down this path, I can get a new card. If I go down this path, I can sacrifice one of my cards to make this other card stronger. Uh, but eventually, uh, the first time you die, uh, the evil guy grabs you and throws you in a cell and like takes your picture and like imprints you on a card, which then mm. starts showing up in future runs. Uh, and then you, you start again, and but then you look down on the map, you're like, oh, my token's not here. And he's like, yeah, can you go get up and get it for me? So you get up from the table, and you look around the cabin, and there's, uh, there's all kinds of stuff around the cabin. There's like a locked safe. 
and there's a box with a keyhole on it and there's like other stuff that you like you just you don't know what to do with so you pick up the token and you put it down as you're playing the game cards start talking to you like the the like you pick up a card and it's like hey yeah no just play along we got to get out of here okay uh so as you're playing games you're like unlocking items to use in the game which you can then use to like unlock the stuff in this escape room that is set up and eventually you find a way out and then it stops being a roguelike and it turns into a completely different game while still maintaining a lot of the same like card game mechanics it's just now you're starting to learn about what's going on on this disc uh meanwhile watching uh video footage of a uh collectible card youtuber finding old packs of cards which lead him to a site out in the middle of the woods where he digs up and finds a copy of the video game based on the card game it it goes off of the rails in just the best way possible if you i want to play it it's, it's, so it's really good did did you find a genie in a lamp and wish for a susan game to play mm, it's just really like good I, that sounds rad like mm-hmm. i will say like the the game has like overwhelmingly positive reviews on steam but there are some really vocal people in the message boards going like i was lied to because the game is kind of marketed as like play a roguelike card game and the thing is like the first act is it's good like it's really easy to break because the game just it keeps as you keep playing it's layering up systems on systems on systems until eventually like you're like oh there's there are bone tokens where if a character dies you get a token so now there's a whole other set of cards that you can put on the board if you have enough bone tokens and then there's like other things that just like keep tweaking and changing the rules to the point where like i found the like i found a way to just completely break the game <laughs> and like blast through uh to the end of the first act super fast but um Again, that's not the point. The point is yeah. he wants to tell a story that just happens to have a really good card game in it. Um, I love I love the existence of trick indie games. Mm-hmm. Like I mm-hmm. love that that we are in a world where you can release a game that seems like it's one thing. This Doki do is it Doki Doki Book Club Literature, like, Club. Literature Club? Yeah, uh, had a full boyfriend. These things where they mm-hmm. they seem to be something completely different than what Frog they are. Frog Fractions. Frog Fractions is a good one. That's really that's that, that's a cool. That's cool. I'm yeah. It's I'm I, I don't play, play that. I don't think it's going to show up on anything other than PC though, because yeah. there really? there are specific points in the game that use Mm. hooks into steam in ways Mm. that i don't want to spoil but like maybe it'll be on mac at least i i don't know i mean if like undertale worked the same way undertale undertale did things that were like very i mean it is it's published by devolver now which is a public company it'll be on everything (laughs) i have opinions about that but yeah like his the thing is like his other games never made it outside of pc but like it being a devolver game it may but yeah. uh pony island is on mac at least yeah, yeah. No, it, devolver has really good porting partners so yeah um yeah dave who is responsible for porting this show into everyone's life <laughs> our patreon backers it's not optimized uh, for performance everybody it's just- <laughs> <laughs> 
Patreon, our Patreon backers, patreon.com slash continue podcast. Uh, we appreciate all of you, people who listen to the show and people who back us, but I'm going to give a special shout out now to our shout out backers. Uh, shout outs go to Toast, Doom Cow, Adam Gauntlet, Adam Condra, Michael Coffey, The Fancy Manatee, Stormshot, Double Taco, Matthew Peters, Denton Brock, Gluttony One of Seven, Eric Van Quill, Frank Sands, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilsson, Yaddle, Ryan Brady, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Skip Dippity, Ryan Mance, Canonical, Tom Coveney, and Nick Rugen. Thank, thank you. Thank you, thank, thank you, thank everybody. You. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, everybody. The people that back this show are the folks that guarantee that we have the the resources to talk about the things that we talk about on this show. Uh, the, the Patreon backers of this, like paid for my copy of guardians of the galaxy i'll say that straight up uh so if you want to support the show if you want more of the show you go to patreon.com slash continue podcast a dollar helps but if you do not have that dollar totally get it just share the show share the show with people uh because that's always what keeps us going um if you want we still have the Continue Podcast t-shirt available. You just go to Etsy and search Continue Podcast. It is up there. I think everybody, with the exception of a couple of international list- listeners, have gotten theirs at this point. If you haven't, uh, you know, let us know. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at a, a John Agnello, uh, where you get those, those hot, hot other M opinions. <laughs> Guys, I played. I went hundred percent at other M. Like recently, or back when it came out. Are you the way you are? uh, Like I don't. Like in the past three weeks, I went hundred percent at other M. Took me nine hours, uh, and it's so funny. It's been like I've replayed other M, like since it came out, but only like the first half or so. And playing through it this time, I was like, you know. I think the opinions on the narrative of this are just like a little unfair. I think people went a little too far. <laughs> and then I got to like the last two hours and I was like, oh no nope. fucking God. I can't believe this got commercially released. <laughs> it is insane. Anyway, uh, Susan, where do people follow you? <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Susan Arndt, or like I said, uh, in our continued discord, which is, I, I, and I'm not just saying this, it's a haven mm. on the internet. If, if you, uh, like me, get a lot of your socializing through social media and yet really cannot spend any more time on social media because it's becoming a hellscape, yeah. the, the continued discord is a really lovely place to be. Also, it would be really wonderful to have some more ladies in there. Yes, it would. <laughs> yes. Yes, it would. Uh, Dave, where can people find you? On Twitter. Sometimes. I don't know. Fitfully. Try to Fitfully. try to be trying to space. Give my brain some space. But you can find me at me uh, at David Robots. If you got a Game Boy, I'll look at it and give you a thumbs up. There you go. <laughs> uh, uh, shout me out in the comments with the Game Boy picture. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's that's where you can find us, everybody. Uh, until next time, we'll be back in two weeks. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm going to be playing some Shin Megami Tensei Five 
between I don't between do it. No, no. I'm doing it, man. I'm kidding. I'm doing it, and I will abandon it like I always do. <laughs> I know this. I went the distance with four. The the first 3ds one. Did you really? Yeah, I I I oh, got wow. I, tr- I like true ending it. Wow. Uh, oh my god. Yeah. Okay. That game is okay. tight. Um, but yeah, I, this time I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and go to distance again. Um, Bye. All right. Two weeks, everybody. We'll see you then. Goodbye. Bye. This is rich.